up, y'all? Hey. Oh, oh, why are we singing? Hey. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Hey. <laughs> yes, come on, boys. Woo. Truly. All right. So, yeah, another episode of the Tinseltown of the Tea. Yes. Um, so, yeah, we're going to give you a review today. Mm-hmm. And if you guys haven't heard other episodes we give you reviews because we analyze pilots on this show and that's something that you should be doing regular regular regularly yes if you <laughs> want to be <laughs> a right hair okay so, um so that's why we do it we kind of break down the different um um what's it called different i guess traits parts. of a pilot yeah parts of a mm-hmm. pilot and yep. talk about whether we like it or not or whether we thought it was a good pilot or not yeah um so yeah that's why we do it we're doing one today yeah we're excited about this one today excited. um but yeah we'll get into what it is we'll give a little surprise if you didn't read the description okay um, so we'll give you a little <laughs> surprise we'll just wait to tell you what it is on the main front right yeah well, let's go yeah let's get it Poppin. Um, so we start off with a icebreaker, and um, we usually do a would you rather. So this week's would you rather is would you rather go into the past and meet your ancestors or go into the future and meet your great great grandchildren? This is hard. So that is, yeah. Wow. Those are equally, yeah. Wow. Hammer stuff. So, <laughs> Zane, this one got me thinking, boy. Silence. Um, I need me a little blunt for this one. <laughs> <laughs> this one of them, them um, high questions you asking you hot. Honestly, yeah. And that <laughs> might that might be the a part of the new format, child. Wait <laughs> to these episodes. Ooh, wrong that is so so hard yeah it um, is dang cool so <laughs> well okay so i'm all about wisdom yeah and not saying that my great-grandchildren won't have wisdom but mm-hmm. i feel like my ancestors would have more wisdom mm. so as much as i would love to meet my great-great-grandchildren mm-hmm I would probably do the ancestors because yeah. I just want to set up everything that they experience, everything they know, yeah. so that I can, you know, be even more woke. And yeah. More yes. So, dang, yeah, I would do ancestors just because yeah. I, I got to get that knowledge. And that yeah. Ooh, that's really good. That's really good. I, at first, I wanted to go with the ancestors, but then I was like, how far back are we going? Where are we meeting said ancestors? Is this, this, you know what I mean? I was like, mm. so then I was like, <laughs> I was like, I don't know what the meetup is going to be like. So even in the great grandchildren too, if I think about it, I was like, I don't know what's going to happen with the earth then. So. Yeah, you might be meeting Omar. So that's what we okay. went to. <laughs> like, on a ravished planet of Mars. Okay. <laughs> so yeah, I think I would... Yeah, I would meet the great-great-grandchildren. Um, first of all, I'm like, I had children? Whoa. Okay. <laughs> and they had children? Is that, That's a thing that could happen? All right. Um, and plus, I would want to let them know, like, I don't want to say encouragement, but just to see, like, where they're at and how they would need me. Um, mm-hmm. 
and try and like whatever I've learned here be like hey hey um don't do that I know I, I came back all the way from 2020 I, I know you think you know everything but and I, I don't know half of the gadgets you guys are using well done but um also don't do that or do this or like you know like hey I have your back like always like I got you you're not alone like you know so I would try and meet the great great grandchildren and plus when I, I believe when I pass I'll hopefully meet my ancestors and be like hey when y'all saw me struggling down there what exactly were you do were you just watching me or was there some supernatural what was help? the lesson <laughs> that you were sending because I was asking for it don't know if I missed it since we're all in these different parallels and stuff time continuums and shit but hey <laughs> what happened <laughs> like right I'll tell you because <laughs> like, my god but yeah I think I think I would do the great-grandchildren but I think you had a great point uh, with the wisdom with the ancestors because I believe they can help us right now <laughs> with I know the they got something to say Huh. I know they feel like just filing their nails like mm. <laughs> we folk get up we are and went through it so y'all gonna have to go through it yourselves right. and figure it out like, look at them being able to vote oh, oh, lovely <laughs> must be nice must be nice Oh my and y'all used it to vote for a hot Cheetos. I see y'all. <laughs> <laughs> How dare you? How dare you, I say. But yeah, that was actually a really good would you rather, actually. Yeah, that was actually very thought-provoking. I'm mm-hmm. sure some people were like, what if easy? But yeah. I think it's a very thought-provoking, thought-provoking one. Because it's like they're both equally, equally important people to me. So. Yep. Very good one. Good job, Judith. Thank good you. Job. Thank you. Alrighty. So mm-hmm. going right into our no better, do better segment, mm. which is where we usually give a tip, a trick, a lesson, something about right. this, this whole little screenwriting thing Child. that we uh, learn or we know. So uh, mine this week mm. is very simple. Your first script's going to suck. Write it anyway. Just write so it. So this is, yeah, super important. I know me, when I first started getting screenwriting, I did all the research. I taught myself, blah, blah, blah. But a bitch wasn't actually writing. I was mm-hmm. doing all the research. Mm-hmm. But I wasn't actually writing. So then by the time I actually got down to write my first script, I thought, man, this shit finna be so good. Like, man, this bitch is about to be an Oscar winner, ho. You know, I was like, damn, let me get my little, my little, my little speech ready, whatever. Um, but, I still yeah. want a hoe. I love it. <laughs> <sighs> That's great. Yeah, I'm like, okay, we got a little speech ready. But then I look back on it now. I'm like, this shit sucks. Yeah. So, and I know some people, if you're like me, you hate doing stuff when you know yeah. it's not going to be good. Yeah. Like, you literally, I'm like, I do not want to do this if I know it's not going to be good. Mm-hmm. But you have to push through that and just yeah. know that. I mean, I'm sure there are some people who can write their first script and that shit is flawless, I'm sure. Mm-hmm. But most people, even the greats, no. Your first yep. script is suck, but you got to do it anyway. Just push through the discomfort of knowing, like, I don't know what I'm doing and knowing this is probably not that good. Just push through anyway and just write it because the only way that you're going to learn anything is to write. So, 100%. If that 
or script out and keep it too so you can look back on it and be like damn i grew a lot so look aggro. have some self-reflection mm-hmm. yeah well done no yeah. i think that's perfect well said and i think that's for a lot of people like me i'm very much perfectionist i want it to be right the right way <laughs> the first time and you know as human beings it doesn't always work like that and just like everything else you have to practice so the idea that you're just gonna get it the first time is a bit ridiculous and you just have mm-hmm. to give yourself the room to explore your writing style to explore how you get into the process everybody is different you know exploring your weaknesses and strengths and that's what that's the whole point of the whole process so yeah. uh you went ahead and dropped a word on us. Um, I feel like the Lord is yelling at me through this moment, but that's okay. <laughs> we just go keep writing and uh, yeah, make sure we get our best work. All right. So with that, we're going to go ahead into the news. Extra, extra read all about it, ho. Okay. And we have a lot of... Um, good news going on so let me make sure to let y'all know all of these have come from the place that we get all of our news which is shadow and act and if you don't know what shadow and act is you better know um basically it's an online publication that focuses on black and brown news in the industry so just like you read your hollywood reporters and your variety please make sure you read shadow and act it's focused and um it gives us all the blackest the bliggity blackest of news period so First in um, the news, um, right hot off the press, uh, The Harder They Fall. It's a Netflix's Jonathan Myers, or excuse me, Jonathan Majors, Idris Elba Western, and it added seven star-studded cast members. So if you don't know who Jonathan Majors is, we're going to get a little bit more into him. But y'all know him recently right now on Lovecraft Country. All you bitches are watching it on HBO Max. I tried to get back into it. It was a mistake. I think I could not sleep the rest of the night. It is a great show. It's that scary? It is terrifying. Well, to me. I'm a baby. And it's very gory. It's gory. That's what it is. It's super gory. Ooh, see that gory? Yeah. Good. Yeah. Well done. So if that is your tea, please go watch it. But getting back to the news. So The Harder They Fall is a Black Western film. It's going to be on Netflix. Again, the main cast, uh, Jonathan Majors and Idris Elba, are announced to lead the film. But this was announced last year. But now... Drum roll, please. Hey, Corey with the better drum roll. Now, it's going to be Zazzy Beats. And we know Zazzy. Truly, Google if you don't. Delroy Lindo. We have Lakeith Stanfield. Uh-huh. Danielle Deadweiler. RJ Seiler. And the one, the only, Regina King. So therefore, as a black woman, I am just contractually obligated to watch this. I mean, period. Um, The film is um, the, the, uh, excuse me, the directorial debut of James Samuel, who worked with Jay-Z on the Great Gatsby soundtrack. Um, And then Samuel still keeps his connection with Jay-Z. 
uh, since the rapper will produce the film with Samuel alongside Lawrence Bender and James Lass. Lassiter? Excuse me, yes, Lassiter. James Lassiter, forgive me. So um, Samuel also wrote the script with uh, Boaz Yakin, and he will write and produce the original music with Jay-Z for the film. Again, this is straight off of Shadow and Act. I'm excited for this. I want a Black Western. Um, You get to see these melanated, beautiful people um, in those cool Western clothes um, telling this story. So all for it. Yay, this cast is ridiculous. And bitches on Netflix. If you don't have it or you're not using somebody else's account, I don't know what to tell you. Hurry up. Get together. Please. It's a quarantine, so I know most of us should have it. But if not, it's not too late. Go ahead and get it. All right. So next in the news, I was so surprised when I saw this. I think I shared this with Corey via um uh what was it, Instagram. And so this news girl fell off my chair. I was like, excuse me, is that the black on Viv? That's right, ladies and gentlemen. Janet Hubert to appear in the Fresh Prince of Bel-Air 30th anniversary reunion special at HBO Max. Now, this is a big deal because first of all, for those of you youngins who don't understand uh, Fresh Prince of Bel-Air lore, and I'm not like a huge expert or anything, but what I do remember, what the world seems to never forget, because it was ridiculous, um, the original Aunt Viv was played by Janet Hubert. Mm-hmm. All of a sudden, I don't even know what episode it was. All of a it sudden, was the beginning of the fourth season. So the third season come on. went through the whole rest of the third season. And then the four season came back. All of a sudden, it's this light skin and Viv. Everyone was like, "What?" <laughs> we were like, "What?" No explanation of nothing. What's what's happening? Where is dark skin and Viv? Like, what is happening here? And plus, also, I love how the '90s didn't give a fuck about continuity. They were like, "Anyway." <laughs> I'm like, "What?" Oh my god, yes. They would just switch a bitch it out. Didn't <laughs> <laughs> give a fuck. I was just like. We definitely noticed. We noticed. <laughs> and they just kept going for seasons on seasons. We like, okay, well, I guess so. So, uh, yeah, Will Smith has revealed that Janet Hubert will appear on the upcoming 30th anniversary reunion special of The Fresh Prince right. of Belair. It will be on HBO Max later on this year. Um, this will be the first time Will Smith and Janet Hubert will sit down together in 27 years. The streaming service calls it an emotional and candid conversation. Now, mm. we've seen Will Smith do a lot of emotional, candid conversations, so I feel like he's used to it by now. And if it's like, you know, if he can handle an entanglement, child, he can handle the wrath uh, or the bitterness that came forth from the dark skin, light skin, and if the he been talking shit for years for about years. that. <laughs> Woo. And Woo. Janet, I mean, she was going off, too. She went off on that whole show and how they did her. But I'm glad we get to see, like, a her sort side. of, yeah, her side of it and a culmination and hopefully maybe some, like, healing and understanding because, like, mm-hmm. this is, you know, this show has had a huge impact on a lot of people around the world. And for her character to kind of just disappear like that and not to have a full explanation. I think it's really good that they're doing that. And I'm glad that they didn't skirt past the issue um, just for the sake of it. 
So it was previously previously announced that Smith and co-stars, including Tatiana Ali, Karen Parsons, Joseph Marcel, Daphne Maxwell-Reed, Alfonso Riviera, Jay... Uh, excuse me, DJ Jazzy Jeff would be participating. Um, the special was taped recently and will be on HBO Max around Thanksgiving time. So I definitely look forward to that. They say it's supposed to be like lighthearted and like, you know, a fun thing. But I hope that it doesn't shy away from getting into that story because it's honestly that story is a part of history now, television yeah. cinematic history, like period. Um, <laughs> we deserve this. That means. truly truly um if you don't know will and jada pinkett smith's westbrook media um this will be from them and it will be uh directed by marcus ray boy and executive producer and showrunner nikki hughes miguel uh mel melendez melendez forgive me yes uh luca kaiser and brad Hogan. So look out for that. HBO Max around Thanksgiving time. Sorry I fucked up all of those names. Forgive me. I hope you guys are getting paid generously and I cannot wait to see your work. <laughs> <laughs> all right. Uh, the next uh, thing is really dope because all of her stuff is now coming to Netflix. I don't know what took Netflix so long, but I'm glad. I'm, I'm really glad they came through because Mara, Brock, Akil has an overall deal with Netflix to develop new projects ahead of Girlfriend's Bow. And what they mean by that, if you don't know, um, this weekend, and if you're just hearing this, this was past weekend was uh, the weekend of September 11th, Girlfriends was released on Netflix. And I feel like all the niggas and friends was watching that um, throughout. And if you weren't watching that, you hoes yep. was probably still watching the game because... <laughs> Or sister, and sister, sister. I mean, sister, I mean, all the shit. Um, but more Bakakio, I think, girlfriends and the game. But sister, sister, I mean, what a fucking classic. I definitely watched that. Finished that and then I was like, I need to finish that. Then I'll get on girlfriends. Now I'm on girlfriends. Girl, <laughs> Jack and Harry is so funny as sister, sister. I'm sorry. It's just, I, I watched the pilot again and I was laughing. I was like, yes, Jack and Harry with this comedic <laughs> timing. Like, come on. So talented, man. <gasps> So good. Um, anywho, so back to Mar Brock Akil, well-deserved deal from Netflix. Again, they released Girlfriends, The Games. These are hit shows um, that have proven the test of time on network television. And now she's going to be creating content um, for the girls over at Netflix. And um, here we go. In a statement, she says, it is a dream to partner with the force of Netflix where we have the same goals, telling human stories for a global audience. I'm excited to have a home that allows me to create uh, me the creative freedom and support to do what I do best. Paint portraits and murals of women, Black people, and anyone else whose story is missing from this golden age of television. Representation matters, and so does, and so does who you build with I can't wait to work closely with Channing Dunning and her team to launch the, some great stories, said Akil. So I'm super excited to see what she has up her sleeve. Um, as you know, she also created um, Love Is, which was on the OWN Network. Um, she also um, was in executive producing Black Lightning, but she's also worked on Moesha, the Jamie Foxx show, and many more. So she's been con contributing to like black film and television for a long time. And a lot of times people forget about Mara Brock Akio, but yeah, she's over at Netflix and she has the deal. 
and she's gonna give us more beautiful stories we can't being mary jane was very good as well on bt well done. Oh, yeah. um so yeah so happy for her well done and it needed to happen quite frankly yeah point blank period okay so next in the news we're gonna have another spinoff of blackish now to be fair i think a lot of people and myself I, first of all, I wanted this spinoff before Grownish, but of course we had to let the children have their way. And <laughs> right, I'm like, I was like, okay, fine. Mixed Dish is actually really good. I like Mixed Dish a lot and I can't wait for it to come back. But now the third installment of the spinoff for Blackish, it's now dubbed Old-ish, which I have an issue with that title, but it's a spinoff starring Lawrence Fishbur- bleh, Fishburne. How dare I mess that up? Rewind, going back. Old-ish, third Black-ish spinoff starring Lawrence Fishburne, the legend, and Jennifer Lewis in development at ABC. So that actually gives uh-huh. me hope that they might change the name, but we'll see. I'm just a stickler. So ABC could officially add a third show to the Ish universe. First of all, they named Ish universe. I love that. Um, Old-ish <laughs> is in development, and it'll star, again, Lawrence Fishburne and Jennifer Lewis. And... Um, Bears, uh, Kenya Bears, who they're referring to, will script, will write the script and executive produce um, with uh, Fishburne, Anthony Anderson, and E. Brian uh, Dobbins. Lewis um, would be a producer as well. So everybody's getting all the credits. So this is good. Um, so according to The Hollywood Reporter, and this is in Shadow and Act, the spinoff will follow Ruby and Earl as they give love a second chance. When they move to a rapidly gentrifying neighborhood of LA, they'll meet characters who represent the old and new faces of the community as they try to make it work as a married couple again. So I'm really excited for it. Right, because if you watch Black-ish, the best part and the Funniest parts are always when Ruby and Earl, Earl played by Lawrence Fishburne and Ruby played by Jennifer Lewis, when they clash. And mm-hmm. it is so funny. It's hilarious. And I wanted I wanted her to have a spinoff from Jump because <laughs> her lines are just so funny. Like, I love the way they write her lines. Her and Pop, like, their dynamic is fucking hilarious mm-hmm. and um i think i'm gonna be a little weirded out that they're together though because i'm used to them being apart and like kind of butting heads but yeah. i do need to catch up all the way to the latest season so maybe they built up like their relationship in terms of if they've gotten closer um so yeah and nice people give things a second try Aww. yeah it's nice and they're at different stages in their life even though they know each other but like to fall in love again you know later in life and uh, yeah, I have, I don't know. I just don't like the sound of oldish. And I'm just like, oh God, can we just name it? Sounds weird. Yeah, yeah it does. Like, what about, <sighs> no, I was going to say something even worse. <laughs> <laughs> ah, I'm like retired-ish maybe, or like something. Yeah. But I'm just like, or just a different name. It doesn't have to be an ish. Like, you know, I got to do the fucking ish. Uh, like, I my God, yep. I have a hilarious story uh-huh. about Lawrence Fishburne. <laughs> this is the time to tell it. Go ahead. It's so off topic, but you guys are going to laugh. Oh my so <laughs> I was driving in Hollywood. I wasn't driving. I was in the passenger seat with somebody in Hollywood. Um, we were stop that stop, stoplight, whatever fuck. Uh-huh. Whatever fuck. And all of a sudden, this nigga tapped my shoulder. He like, no, he shakes my shoulder. And he's like, oh my gosh, oh my gosh, oh my gosh. 
Morgan Freeman is next to us. Ah! I'm like, and first of all, you don't ever hear about Morgan motherfucking Freeman just being out and about. Oh so bitch, I'm like, oh shit, oh shit. I like got the mirror down so I can check the way I look. I'm like, oh shit, Morgan Freeman, Morgan Freeman. I look. Nope. It's Lawrence Fishburne. <laughs> That's so rude. You can't be mixing up old black people like that. I Just be confident, nigga, too. Nigga. <gasps> and, like, Lawrence Fishburne is a legend. But you Truly. had me hyped. You had Truly. me hyped thinking I was about to see Morgan Freeman. That's the theme. Get, so I'm expecting uh, to see Mr. Freeman. And then I'm please. like, wait, that's Lawrence Fishburne. Like, so I wasn't even, you didn't even get me excited to see Lawrence Fishburne. You got me excited yeah. to see Morgan Freeman. I so, and first of all, who mixes up Morgan Freeman and Lawrence Fishburne? That's so awful. Good. But also, I died. So, <laughs> <laughs> so yeah, that was my story. I saw him at a stoplight, even though I thought I was going to see Morgan Freeman. But uh, he waved and he smiled at me. <laughs> hey, come on, come on, come on, Larry. Oh, Larry, but Lawrence. That was great. You know, that's unfortunately that's what. Well, the whites in the media, they will mix up a oh. famous black with another black real quick. <laughs> they don't give up. Like, disgusting. Fuck. Woo, that was a great story. But yeah, so Lawrence Fishburne will be in the spinoff of Blackish, the third installment, Oldish. So, yeah, that, that's right. Woo, <laughs> <laughs> woo. That is hilarious. Oh, oh my God. Okay, so next in the news, we've been talking about it for a while. But um, Mm -hmm. they are moving forward with the Fresh Prince of Bel-Air drama reboot. Ah, 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 ah. Um, It's official with two seasons ordered at Peacock. Big flex. Okay, that's that's great. So after a reported bidding war, Peacock has landed the buzzing dramatic reboot of the Fresh Fresh Prince of Bel-Air um, from director Morgan Cooper and Will Smith. The series titled Bel-Air is out of Jacob Pinkett Smith and Will Smith's West Brook Studios and Universal Television. So it is based mm. on the viral concept trailer from Cooper released in 2019. I remember seeing this trailer like, oh, I want, I need to see this. Why didn't mm-hmm. I think of this? Of course, this would be great as a drama. Well done. Um, so Smith announced the news in a YouTube video on Monday, calling it an unprecedented two-season order based on a pitch because it was that good. And the trailer was really good based on something that he just put together. It was amazing. So That's how you do it, yeah, you have to really believe in yourself. So Deadline reports that the project drew strong interest from most multiple streamers with Peacock, Netflix, uh, ducking, dunking it out in the final bidding match. So Netflix and Peacock were going head to head. So Peacock <laughs> makes sense as the uh, NBC Universal owned streamer has forthcoming rivals of Punky Brewster and Saved by the Bell. Wow, those are some... Punky Brewster was an old show. I think that was like... 80s 70s about this little like girl with like pigtails and stuff i used to watch her um and i think i used to watch her like real quick on nick at night don't quote me but it's an old show um and saved by the bell it's a classic like high school show so they're gonna have the revival um not sure who asked for those revivals but sure that's fine the girls i don't know oh i forgot i didn't know those were actually a real thing yeah ew Okay, sure. I I don't think I'll be watching those. I think I will be sticking with the Bel Air revival. 
Um, mm -hmm. But yeah, so the hour-long series is described as the dramatic retelling that leans into the original premise of Will's complicated journey from the streets of West Philadelphia to the gated mansions of Bel Air. With the reimagined vision, Bel Air will be a deep dive into the inherent conflict, emotions, and biases of what it means to be a Black man in America today, while still delivering the swagger and fun nods to the original show. I feel like swagger is some, something a white person broke, but that's fine. With the ER at the end? ER. Mm -hmm. So it's like, okay, cool, yes. Get it done, hey, girls. <laughs> Get it done. Get it done, Blake. Whatever you need to do to write this story, <laughs> I support it. Um, so yeah, so I'm excited to see this. I'm excited to see this creator who had an amazing idea, like flip the script and do something so simple, but something so, so, so profound. So um, the actual trailer has 6 million views, like, Oh. holy shit um and quincy jones uh benny medina andy and susan borvitz are all returning as executive producers while chris wow. collins isn't that crazy chris collins would be the showrunner and co-writer co of the script with cooper so he has some heavy hitters coming back just for his idea and just the people involved with the original to be a part of this drama it's like, well done, sir. Like, super, super excited for you. So, yeah. Thank I cannot Get out there. You can do it yourself. Yes. Do and it then yourself. It's amazing how he caught the eye. Just that trailer caught the eye of Will Smith. And Will Smith was like, oh, let's, let's fucking go. And I'm like, yes, let us go. Because I am going to see it. Peacock might, I pray that you are free. Um, but y'all might get my coin. Um, we know I, they call you, girl. <laughs> Damn it. I, I'm, I'm going to watch it. I don't know how. I will. And that's that's it. Because it's 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 going to be amazing. Point blank. Fucking period. So, yeah. So, with that, hoes, that is the news. And, uh, yeah, we're going to take a little break and come back with the main segment. Hey, we are back. Hey. We period okay all right <laughs> we are getting into our review <laughs> uh, -la drum roll woke ha the fuck loose that's what they need to change their name to for real they need to change it on who the fuck lose? Okay. Um, it is an American comedy series created by or co-created by Keith Knight and Marshall Todd, starring Lamorne mm -hmm. <laughs> Morris. Um, premiered on September 9th, so just premiered like the other day mm -hmm. on Hulu. Um, we watched the pilot and we're yes, gonna yep. talk about it. Yep. I for one stand. <laughs> <laughs> absolutely stand the show so let me get into the premise it is yes. about so i'm guessing it's based on the life of the real keith knight who is mm -hmm. a black cartoonist um but for the show they changed his name to keith k-e-e-f like earth wind and fire earth <laughs> earth e with f earth with f um so they changed his name to keith knight mm -hmm. he's the creator of toast and butter which is um, like a little comic strip that he does, and he's on Virgin Mainstream success. 
He prides himself on keeping it light. I'm using quotes, guys. Yep. And he shies away from taking controversial controversial stances. So basically, everyone knows a nigga who doesn't know that he's black, basically. Yep. He kind of shies away from things that are going on. And he just doesn't really... He's Everyone knows a nigga that says, racism, like, it doesn't happen. You know? Mm. Like, everyone knows a black person like that. Um... Just because they they think it's not going to happen to them. So he was one of those niggas that was just living in a little bubble, living in his own world. And he didn't really think that things were as black and white as they really are underneath. Right. Not underneath anymore. <laughs> out in the open. What, what am I talking about? On the side. Wow. Um, out in the open. So mm-hmm. he was one of those guys. Mm-hmm. And one day he got racially profiled by overly aggressive policemen. Wow. I mean, what a shocker. Never heard of that. Um, so after that, he was traumatized and he finds that he's able to see and hear inanimate objects talking to him. And um, they're usually saying very woke things, very conscious mm-hmm. things, but he never noticed them before because he didn't see color before. Right. Um, as a black man, he didn't see color. Mm-hmm. So now he's more sensitive <laughs> to racism and the everyday microaggressions. He tries so hard to avoid acknowledging in every situation and he must figure out how to maintain his relationships in a career as a woke black man. Wow. Mm. So um, great premise. Something that I feel like a lot of people deal with on the daily. Mm-hmm. So very happy to see that something like this has come about in such a, a new, interesting, and very intellectual way. Yeah. So we'll get into that later. Mm-hmm. So Cass, obviously Lamorne. Morris, I don't know. <laughs> Sorry, Lamorne. I don't know why I say your name like that. Lamorne Morris <laughs> stars as the protagonist Keith. He's the cartoonist based on the real cartoonist Keith mm-hmm. Knight. Blake Anderson as Gunther, one of his roommates. So Blake Anthers- Ander- Anderson. Anderson. He was in one of those white the shows that the whites love. Uh, workaholics, I think. Okay. Yeah. 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 I He's remember his hair. <laughs> yeah, the hair. Yeah, it's yeah. exactly the same. Don't know if he combs it or washes it, but it's so it's fluffy. It's so big. <laughs> and then T Murph uh, plays Coke Clovis, his best friend and also roommate. Rosa Giver plays Adrian, mm-hmm. Adrian, an artist, and his girlfriend. And Sashir Zamata, what a beautiful name. Yep. Plays Ayana, which is a reporter for the Bay Area. And she calls him out because she thought that his uh, comics were woke. And he was mm-hmm. indeed like, no, they're not woke. I'm, I'm not keep trying it to say anything. I'm keeping mm-hmm. it light. Mm-hmm. So um, I've only seen the pilot, but I'm guessing she's going to become more of an important character as I watch the rest of the season. Yep. Um, and as he, as he descends into more wokeness. So yeah. I'm excited to see their dynamic play out. And uh, so I'm not going to go into all the voiceovers, but Obviously, he sees inanimate objects that tell him woke things, and all of your faves play the oh voices God. of these objects. And I literally recognized every single person immediately. Every immediately, I'm it like, was- I, know I know that's not Cedric. You know, like, so it was, it was very refreshing, and it's yeah. like a little treat to yep. hear your faves um, voicing these characters. Mm-hmm. But anyways. Let's get into just um, um, overall thoughts mm-hmm. of the show. Yeah, so, no, I 
I totally agree with you. I think they came, they attacked the subject of police brutality and sort of in a very intellectual way. The jokes are very smart and very well woven throughout the whole like pilot and everyone's humor, like everyone kind of hits their humor very well within their characters. I think they did a really good, a great job of that. I loved the voices. Like I was like, hold up, I know that's Cedric. I was like, of yeah. course, of course it's Cedric. Yeah, of course it's Nicole Byer. Like, duh. It's like, is that Eddie Kirk? Where you been? Oh, right. where, where, you been? Been? where you been? Like, and I was like, of course that's JB Smoove. Like, what? Like, it was just, it was, yeah, it was actually fun to hear uh, the voices. And I also thought they, you, it, it wasn't too much because usually when we see, when we hear the voices, it's from um, inanimate objects that have turned into cartoon-like characters. And so <clears throat> usually I'm like, you know, is it, I felt like it might've been, I was afraid it was gonna be too crazy. Like you're just gonna be hearing all these all at once, mm -hmm. but they spaced it out enough to see how he, the main character, Keith, and by the way, genius by saying Keith, K-E-E-F. I feel like that's very <laughs> black super black <laughs> I was just like really really Keith <laughs> how dare you hilarious great and I'm sure there's real people out there named Keith um and I apologize because I'm making fun of your name just directly because <laughs> I find it funny um so yeah I thought it was like you said very smart and but anyone can like follow along and understand the mm -hmm. premise and like yeah, I think they did a good job, like, with the humor and, like, the characters aren't, like, stereotypical to me. They're not really yeah. stereotypical. Mm -hmm. They kind of have, you know, their own sort of personality and well, you know, uh, built out. So it's, it's yeah, it's good. I actually binged the whole thing, but I have to go back and really watch it because, mm -hmm. yeah, an edible was kicking in right in the middle so i was like oh i should probably go back and watch this and get a different experience but um yeah no i agree with you i think overall it's worth the watch and it's funny so i think they did a good job with yeah that. yeah same seas uh loved 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 this show very refreshing um so at first when i saw the premise i was like and I'm probably the most woke bitch on the planet, okay? Hey. I'm, I'm her tep for real. So <laughs> even I get tired of seeing, like, premises like this. Because it's yes. like, a lot of times they be doing too much with a premise like this. But this show kind of flipped it on its head. And it was very exciting, very fresh. And I loved, I just loved how intellectual it was and um for the people who probably don't understand what some of the stuff is talking about it'll make you want to go and try to understand yep. which i think is important um you should always be like teaching or educating but in a way that'll kind of reach a lot of different people so mm -hmm. absolutely love the show um overall i love the pilot i thought it was a really good pilot um and yeah, I'm very excited to watch the rest of it. So yeah. let's get into the plot. Yeah. The plot of the pilot. So I think the pilot was, it was definitely one of those pilots where it kind of like set you up for what the rest of the show was going to be about. Yeah. So sometimes sitcoms, they'll do 
pilots where it's just kind of like another, it's gonna, it's just another episode. So yeah. it's basically just showing you the world and there's no really like serialistic thing to it. It's just kind of, right. it, it could be placed literally anywhere within the season. Yeah. But this sitcom, you can tell it's going to be a little bit more serialistic because it's kind of, it, it's, it had its inciting incident for the whole series and um, for the rest of the season. So I usually like plots like that mm-hmm. for pilots. Um, but yeah, I thought it was, it was good. It kind of showed you, you know, who he was. And like I said, yep. everybody knows a black person like who he was before. Yep. Before he became woke. Everybody knows a black person like mm-hmm. that. So it was good in kind of showing who he was and then um, just really like hyping it up and showing what made him change and become this woke black person. And he can actually see color now. So mm. I thought it was really, really good pilot. They, get it, yep. they did a good job in setting up the rest of the series and the rest of the season and setting up the characters well so overall great plot to the pilot so yeah i i, I rate it 10 out of 10 nice i'm i'm with you i think for the pilot they did a great job of allowing the audience to understand the stakes right and mm-hmm. a lot of times like we're like okay why are we doing this but like you know, they did a great job. They set it up that Keith is a cartoonist and he's getting his big break. He is getting all the deals. He is about to go off and he is about to be at that place that he's been working so hard to get to. Mm -hmm. And then this incident happens and it changed his life in a way that he cannot control and cannot understand. And I think they played a fun way to me, what I received from when he started hearing uh, the voices after he was um, wrongfully attacked by a police officer, what I got was he's trying to deal, this is a new way of how he's dealing with his trauma, right? So Mm -hmm. even though we're like, okay, why is all of a sudden they're talking? He's trying to cope with the fact that he can't, he's no longer the same from that point in time. And they did in a way that it's, funny right like that's what I think is the hard part is like really dealing with something that's you know on an every day-to-day basis that we're dealing with so traumatically whether it's personally with people who quite frankly who's lost their lives um to even Mm -hmm. us as we're taking in all this sort of like quite frankly violence oppression towards black bodies taking that and still flipping it and making it funny but still talk, having the conversation without it feeling preachy, I think they did a great job of that. Um, there was one conversation after he got hit, he's back at the apartment, he's talking to his roommates, uh, Clovis, and what's the other, the uh, white boy name, what the character name is, forgive me. Gunther, I think. <coughs> Excuse me, yes, Gunther, I sound like a old auntie. But yes. <laughs> when they were talking he was like his friend Clovis was like why did you think that couldn't happen to you and he was just like because you know I just didn't think and he was like well welcome now that you know (laughs) that it could happen to you like who did you think it could happen to and he was like I thought it just could happen to you like that kind of black guy is the one that gets you know, I thought I was the special Negro right I thought I was special Mm -hmm. that it wouldn't happen to me right and so there's this like layered conversation even though it's really quick about sometimes how we view ourselves within the black community they also have (coughs) excuse me a funny i promise i don't have corona i'm just clearing my voice guys 
<laughs> I promise. But there was also another point where his other roommate, the white roommate, Gunther, is literally trying to make an energy drink using literal cocaine. And that keeps, <laughs> it keeps coming back to how, like, pretty much the conversation of how some like white privilege right but it's funny like Mm -hmm. literally you know the color of his skin he can get away with so much i mean even when he uh when keith was being attacked gunther was like poking at the like uh officers like i swear i think he had the cocaine on him when he was talking crazy to the (laughs) to the motherfucking that's what i thought in my head i was like you got cocaine on you you can't be running rolling up on some fucking cops but nothing happened to him everything happened to keith and keith didn't even do anything wrong so they've done some very clever funny ways and even ridiculous situations to highlight quite frankly um shed light on what's going on right now and tapping into the personal experience that the real Keith Knight um, had to go to. So I actually think, yeah, I think they did a good job of that and it was super funny. Facts. Yeah, so we can get into pacing. Mm-hmm. Um, I like the pacing. I thought that there was really good setups mm-hmm. um, that led up to the inciting incident. Mm-hmm. Um, and everything had a place and it yeah. had it's placed every like everything was placed perfectly like every scene was placed perfectly i would not imagine the pilot going any other way mm-hmm. um you could definitely feel that build up up to the inciting incident of him being harassed um he was actually attacked by the police Truly. officers and they definitely set everything up so perfectly between um him on the bus and mm-hmm. there was a white guy like oh i didn't think you would be tall or some shit like mm-hmm. that you know that was there so was that clever. incident and then mm-hmm. they set it up by an incident where he met ayana i think her name was mm-hmm. the reporter yeah. and she was you know telling him how she loved how his comic books were so woke and they were talking about the man and then he was talking about nope just keeping it light mm-hmm. um and there was another incident i can't think of it but they kept setting up these incidences where you're where you're showing who he is and how he thinks and um it's kind of building up you know that's going to build up into something because like usually negroes like that something happens to them they're like well damn Mm -hmm. if i am a nigga you know what i'm saying so you're kind of just waiting for it to happen to him so they set it up really well you can kind of feel it building up and i loved how it was just he was just putting his little flyers up and it was very he was keeping it light you know mm-hmm. Put the flyers up and all of a sudden bam like out of nowhere he gets attacked so i actually i mean it kind of like jilted me but also i really like that i thought it was mm-hmm. very um well done mm-hmm. and it gave the shock value that it needed to give in order for us to be like well damn you know yeah. and be hooked for the rest of the episode So, yeah, I thought pacing was good, and um, they also kind of set things up for when he completely bombed on stage at his thing. I think they Mm -hmm. set that, I think that must have been the climax. Yeah, they set that climax up pretty well, too, with everything just kind of building up um, to that point. So, pacing, good point. They had two very high points that kept you hooked for the whole episode, I would think. Yeah. Yeah, I agree. I think pacing was very well. And for me, I kind of looked at it at the different locations that they were and how it felt like we got a full understanding of the whole world that 
we're about to be in. Um, one of my favorite parts that I thought was very good that helped with the pacing was after he got hit, like he was hearing all the voices, but then he went back into the office <clears throat> and like all of a sudden he's trying to like figure out how he sees his own work. And so one of the, I think it was like the publishing people were like, he was like, who lightened? He had a photo and his face was lightened or whatever. And then the photo started talking to him like, I'm Sammy Sosa or whatever. And then he was like, am I not black enough for my own work? And they were like, oh, you won't have to worry about anyone mistaking you for being black. He was like, what? And he said it so fast. Like, it was just like, whoa, wait a minute. And so now he's like, pick, now immediately he's picking up on all the little things that he used to sort of miss or slide or whatever now it's like what wait a minute now you know what I mean wait a minute um and it was it was a quick scene and it it helped push the story along and we could see how he changed in every different aspect of his life and how he was trying to cope with it and even like continue to try and ignore it and all that stuff and then like you said when it got to the climax we see at the climax he made his decision even though he looked like he was going cuckoo for cocoa puffs we know that he was like okay i can i am not the same anymore you know what i mean like let's Mm -hmm. just go balls to the wall and even after that he kind of regretted it a little bit right it wasn't just like yeah i'm just gonna be woke now it was just like oh shit like things are on the line like my publishing deal like i'm definitely broke which was highlighted when he got robbed at the end spoiler alert uh, it was <laughs> it was hilarious and sad, but you know now he's at the bottom of the barrel, and now it sets it up to see okay now where does he go from here? Now that he's transformed, what do we do? So I think the pacing did good by highlighting the different areas of his life that now being woke has affected um, him and how he handles this trauma and understanding how he sees the world now, and you know in his life. So yeah. I like the pacing. It was good. Perfect, perfect, perfect. It's just, it's one of those things where it's very relatable. I feel like a lot of Black folks kind of go through this turmoil where I'm like, once you realize what the hell's going on, like you just, well, damn, do I keep living life normal with whites or how do I do do I, yeah, like how do I, how do you live a normal life when you know that motherfuckers is doing you wrong and your people's wrong, so it's just it's a very relatable thing but I love the way they tackled it Mm -hmm. um and it was it's just it's very much needed I just yeah I love just how smart the show is Mm -hmm. um but it's not like too smart where it's like it can make fun of itself I think so yeah that's very important so Mm -hmm. I I this part this perfect execution y'all damn shit no they really did um so cast, acting skills of the cast, mm-hmm. loved everybody. I yeah. thought everyone was great. Um, Agreed. Actually, one of my favorite characters was the robber nigga. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, At the end, did. like, he was not a main character, but what a performance. Yeah. <laughs> like, what a, what a pleasant robbing. Mm-hmm. <laughs> but also, like, a damn nigga, you broke his hell. Like, he was just, <laughs> gave him a hug out. I just thought it was a very like well acted, very yeah. short guest part. Yeah. Um, but they were very intentional with a lot with everybody that they used and everyone mm-hmm. kind of played their their roles to the T. So yeah. Um, yeah. Good, good casting on my part. Yeah, 
Yeah, I agree. Uh, one of my favorite characters was Clovis because he had just some really interesting, funny lines um, and he was ridiculous. So um, Clovis <laughs> is like, he's his best friend and roommate, but he's like, it's almost like a lovable fuckboy, if you will. Like he always had a different girl over the house or whatever. He came back to the house after um, Keith was attacked and he brought, you know, a, you know, some sort of, I think like a, he said, he makes up stories about himself. He's never the same person. He was like, I'm a Brazilian soccer player. He was like, it's football. So you have to have my back on this. And then like, Keith was like, what language do they speak in Brazil? He was like, I don't know, Brazilianese, whatever. Anyways. <laughs> go along with me. And I was like, nigga, not Brazilianese. Right. <laughs> like, <Goodbye. laughs> like, and we know, we know this guy, like we know this person who is like, mm-hmm. you know, so it's like, I thought he did a, a really, really good job. And of course, I think Gunther did a good job as well. Cause he, <laughs> he's like the liberal, you know, white guy, you know what I mean? Mm-hmm. When Keith got um tackled, he went up to him like, "Isn't that crazy how they did us like that?" We looking at him like, "What do you mean us? us? One right? person was tackled here. Like us. <laughs> us, like he it was done back in the holster when you came right when you came through. That's <laughs> like what? So yeah, I think <laughs> everyone does a really really good job of playing their their characters, and they're really they're fun characters to watch. I, I'm gonna. If once you get past uh, the the pilot, the Ayana and Clovis, because Clovis meets Ayana and Ayana's like, Ooh. go kill yourself. Um, so it's interesting. Oh, yeah. <laughs> it's I love their dynamic. It's funny as like she continuously like continuously rejects him, but it actually grows into an interesting friendship. So I'll let you. I won't spoil it, but I thought it was I thought it was funny. Um, so yeah, and I also felt really bad um, for Adrian, who was Keith's girlfriend, because after the trauma, he did not really speak to her about what happened to him. She kind of was like left in the dark. At first I was like, oh, this girl's bougie. She don't love herself, whoop de woo But I was mm-hmm. like, oh, like there was an assumption that she wouldn't have his back or wouldn't understand what he's going through after you know, that happened. And I think that was super interesting. And I think it actually talks to a dynamic, um, maybe we see between black men and women, you know what I mean? Where we don't feel like we understand each other or have each other's back in a, in a certain way. Um, Mm. so that's a, you know, I feel like that's a, like a think piece somewhere somebody should be writing or whatever the fuck, but yeah, I think one day, right. Right. (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> but yeah so I thought all the characters were were pretty good and there'll be some more characters because I binge watch because it's only eight episodes and it's half hour each one so if you want to binge okay. if you have the time it's 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 not that it's not that bad at all so um yeah so, yeah so yeah uh the characters I agree with you they were really well done and yeah worth watching yeah guys so as you can see from our glowing review it's definitely worth a watch definitely worth analyzing um this is a really good example of uh, a show that's actually based around themes Mm -hmm. more so than like plot the show is based around themes and the way that it's done right because it can be done very wrong yes Um, yeah so this is a great just yeah (laughs) 
just a really good example of a great show, great writing, great, great everything, mm-hmm. I would say. Um, so definitely give it a watch. Yep. Let us know what you guys think. Absolutely. Obviously, we loved it. We yeah. absolutely loved it. And I don't really see many people talking about it, but guess what, bitch? I'm going to talk about it, okay? Um, finish out from the house. Watch, whoa, bitch! Um, Do it. Because it's, it's definitely, if you write it, this is definitely a show that you should be getting on your art, having in your arsenal to, yes. to study. Yeah. See if you can find some scripts, child, because I'm sure those scripts are very well written. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. But yeah, good, just all around great show, and we loved it. Yeah, it was super, super good. Love it. So give it a whirl, guys. On Hulu, if you don't got Hulu, find somebody's Hulu and log the fuck in, okay? Log in. (laughs) All righty. So I'm just going to go straight into our last segment, which is our Niggas You Should Know segment. We're going to highlight either upcoming Black creatives or creatives who have been in the game for a minute, and y'all be talking about them enough, so we're gonna give them their flowers while they are here. Hello, hallelujah. Period. All right, so mine is Jonathan Majors, who we talked about in the news. Mm-hmm. He is a actor. You've seen him in The Last Black Man in San Francisco. You've seen him in Defy Bloods. I mean, you see him now in Lovecraft Country period. on. Um, What's that shit called? HBO. 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 So he has been doing the damn thing. Very, very talented guy. I mean, that's not everything that he's been in, but those are kind of like his very most popular roles, I would say, these days. So he is just a very, very talented, very um, versatile actor. Definitely mm-hmm. somebody you guys need to be watching out for. If you haven't already seen him, catch him out in the Western that's coming out with Idris Elba and ah. all those other fabulous peoples. Mm-hmm. Um, like we did a review on Defy Bloods. That's mm-hmm. on Netflix. Better watch that shit too. Yeah, Country's on HBO right now. Mm-hmm. Um, and yeah, Last Black Man in San Francisco is on Amazon Prime, I believe. Yep, I bought so, it. It's worth the purchase. It's such a good movie. Watch it. I watched it for free on there. Really? Oh, wait, maybe I watched it for... No, no, I did buy it. But I bought it because... Wait. I think I bought it, but um, I don't know why, if it was free. You have Amazon Prime? Yeah, I have Prime. Okay, so I think it's... I watched it for free on there, so it was... Maybe it was. Maybe... No, you're right. No, you're right. Well, I purchased a whole lot of shows on Prime that I probably shouldn't, so... That is probably free. I stay. I stay purchasing the Drag Race. I don't give a fuck. I'm like season. I can't wait. Let's go. So yes, that is probably my mistake. But watch the last Black Man in San Francisco. It's beautiful. If you have these teams, I mean, there's no excuse. Definitely get to know his work. He is definitely super, super talented. Just I, I don't know how to say. He he takes every role with care and you can tell that he really is putting his all into every role that he does and it it makes for just a very talented guy to Mm -hmm. watch so definitely check those three projects right now and anything else that he's in if you hear the name jonathan majors you better watch that shit because it's gonna be the fuck good okay it is good good. (laughs) period Uh, also he has a very good body i just want to throw that out there so So yes, on um Lovecraft Country, there was a um the latest re- episode. He has a sex scene with uh Journey Smollett. 
Yeah. They pulled out colored lights and everything. It was in a garage. I was like, oh my God. But his body is, I was like, okay, those are, wow, those are never all, all six abs. That's that's there. <laughs> that's what's up. So yeah. Okay, you've been hot in them things. Mm. Okay, it's pretty mm. Okay. Right. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> so yes, our last nigga, you should know. Uh, we spoke about him. Um, all through the review, um, his name is Lamore Morris. Um, and Lamore, we were debating. We were like, "Is it Lamorne or is it?" <laughs> we had to double check, but we it is. Extra. <laughs> it is Lamore Morris. I remember him um, by playing Winston on New Girl, who's one of my favorite characters on there. But he's like been doing such a great job i feel like in a lot of the comedy scenes so um we've seen him in films like uh barbershop the next cut game night the christmas chronicles um yeah he's been i mean he's been around for a minute and i think he's been underappreciated and i think you have to check him out in hulu um i think this role is going to show him as more of a lead character in a lot of things. And I hope he gets more yeah. roles as, as lead characters. His comedic <laughs> timing is like so on point. I think he did, just, he demonstrated that so well in Woke um, with taking on yeah. the lead character. And um, yeah, he also comes off as super smart, you know, super smart, super yeah. funny. Um, yeah, and I think he does a great job. So a nigga you should definitely know, Lamorne Morris, watch woke it is worth uh the binge and it's funny mm-hmm. and you get to hear voice i mean the voices cedric the entertainer Cree summer mm-hmm. first of all come on give her all her awards. give her her awards Sorry. period but yeah so watch it it's funny it's a great take on um dealing with police brutality and the trauma from that and they do it in a very funny way and it's smart so yeah 100 percent, y'all should check facts. it mm-hmm. facts so yeah mm-hmm. check out Woke on Hulu. Check out yes. anything Jonathan Majors is in. Check out anything Lamorne is in, including Eight. Woke. Okay. And, um, yeah, check out anything that we talked about from the news. Any of those projects coming out, make sure that you are putting ear and, and listening for when those will be debuting. So, mm-hmm. yeah, another episode of Tinseltown Tea in the books. It's We're done. Mm-hmm. Check us out on the Instagram, the Facebook book mm. and the i guess the twitter whatever um just check us out anywhere we are there we be posting yes. and if you got something to say then say it leave a review subscribe yes. to the podcast give yes. us the rating all the teams um all of any all any and all of that will help us out so mm-hmm. um shout out to y'all for listening and for being attentive each week yeah and uh, stay woke <laughs> okay my favorite set. Mm-hmm. Niggas creeping. <laughs> they gonna find you. Mm-hmm. <laughs> they gonna sleep. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> and with that, good night. Bye. Bye. <laughs>